time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro. You can find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, we've got another great episode on today's show talking about how customization is king. Would you agree that it's it's pretty nice to be able to just customize pretty much anything in life? Oh, well, that's, there's no doubt about it, Walter. I mean, you know, it, it, it's become the norm, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, kind of thinking back through time, I, you know, it's like one of the, one of the things that I think probably culturally kind of shifted, this would probably give away my age a little bit, but you know, the idea is just like, you know, if you remember the old Burger King commercials where they said, have it your way. Right. That was like a new <laughs> innovative thing, right? It was. It used to be that it's like, it's like it was one size fits all. Everybody gets this. You know, there was just a, there was a, you know, even it's like you think about appliances and cars and this and that, there was just a few models, right? And that was it. And then, you know, as like, you know, the, the, you know, the whole shift happened, you know, throughout, you know, all, all walks of life and all industries. And suddenly it was just like, it became the, became the norm. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly. Exactly when that was. I guess that was sometime in the 70s and, and you know, maybe early 80s. But, but, you know, over time, it's just become more and more and more. And, you know, and so it, people be, have, you know, come to expect it. And realistically, I mean, you know, folks are better served by that. I think it's right. I mean, you look at any um, shopping center now and everything is customizable, whether it's burgers or all the pizza places now where they're making your little personal, you know, pizzas, all the Subway sandwich shops, you're, you're customizing it, everything to have it exactly the way you want. I'm almost offended, Glenn, when I go to a place and it says no substitutions, right? You're like, wait, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm the customer. I want a substitution. Uh, well, in any event, it's, it's fun to talk about that in sort of the, the food realm for sure. But what about on the financial side? And that's going to be our focus today. You know, I think most people, it probably just makes common sense that if you can customize a retirement plan, it is much better than a one size fits all approach. But not everybody realizes that that's the case. And yet, when you look at financial plans, I know, Glenn, you've, from us talking on the show before, you know, you often will see that people do not have a customized plan when they come in to meet with you. So I want to talk about some of the things that really need to be considered if you're going to build that truly customized plan. What are the condiments on that burger? And do, do we want the salmon meat or the, the fake lab-grown meat or beef or a pork burger or, you know? A chicken burger or whatever all the different types are. What are those customizable things with inside a retirement right. plan? So we've got a list of six things for you on today's show that are the kind of the most customizable elements of a plan and the ones that are really important to make sure they're customized. And we'll start with an obvious one, Glenn, and that would be your planned retirement age, because not everybody retires at the same age. Right. Well, no, exactly right, Walter. And, you know, and and more often than not, folks get to choose that. You know, sometimes it's forced upon them, you know, with, the, you know, with their jobs and their companies might change a few things around and whatnot, or maybe they're given different options. But um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, you really want to strategically think about that. And so what does that mean? It, well, it means in terms of, you know, well, how much money have you saved? And, you know, how will you be able to make it last? You know, what about Social Security? If you're married, you know, and a married couple, you know, then we've got two Social Security decisions to make. And then possibly, possibly even a third in certain situations in terms of, you know, maybe starting this benefit and then switching over to that benefit or getting an additional, you know, spousal benefit, you know, and, and how does that interact with, you know, maybe a pension or like I say, you know, 
drawing money from your from your retirement plans or other assets or rental properties and all of those things interact and you got to kind of figure out it's like well when is the when is the optimal time to you know to pull the trigger and you know, and take retirement and you know and then you know when do I start drawing from this and when do I start drawing from that and what about my spouse you know should should they you know should when should they do this or that and it, it's really it's really you know going pretty strategic as, as to you know how to do things and make sure that you know that you're going to end up where you want to be and that's one of the foundational pieces in in terms of age because there there are a number of things that come into play you know you know you have the you know the 62 is the earliest you, that you you know can qualify for for social security but you could wait all the way till you're 70 you know in you know 65 you become you know eligible for you know for for medicare in most in most situations you know and you know it used to be 70 and a half for required minimum distributions and now it's 72 there's talk about possibly moving it to 75 so ages matter in terms of, you know, when and how you do things. I mean, I know a lot of folks come in and we talk about, you know, we talk about what to do and whatnot. And one of the biggest conversations comes into play is, is, well, you know, if I quit work early, you know, number one, will my money last? But number two, what about healthcare? You know, I I don't have, I'm not qualifying for Medicare until 65. So, you know, what do I need to do about that? And so there's a variety of questions that all you know focus around age, and that that's a big uh, topic. And and but there's a lot of foundational you know questions that have to be answered as as you start building your plan. It's a really big uh, big thing to talk about. I know my parents are in the midst of that right now. They had their retirement date. Now dad's trying to do everything he can to bump that up a little bit earlier. So it's a big part of the conversation. That is for sure. All right, retirement plan customization is king. Another area where we see a big need for customization is in discussing your lifestyle and income needs. Because we all live differently, spend differently throughout our lives, Glenn, and that doesn't change at retirement. No, well, I mean, it sometimes it can, but 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 most people don't want it to, right? I mean, most folks, it's like they want to continue on living the 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 lifestyle that they've become accustomed to, right? And you know, I, and so that's, I meant that's the the fact that we all spend differently doesn't change at retirement. But you're right; maybe habits change slightly. Sure. Yeah, they they can, but yeah, I mean, you know, you mean you tend to be, you know, you kind of are who you are, right? And uh, the older you get, you become more of who you who you've been. <laughs> it's the kind of the that's the way that that goes. So yeah, I mean, you you kind of need to think in terms of well, you know, how much money do I need, and when do I need it, you know? And that kind of comes in the age when you're going to retire and so forth, like we were just talking about. But yeah, I mean, the, that in Income planning is 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 critical, and again, you know, it's just like Social Security is one of the foundational things. Is there a pension? Maybe there's multiple pensions. Maybe there's no pension. You know, do you know what what other assets do we have? There's the rental properties. All of all of those things come into play, and then we've got to figure out. Okay, if we're if we need if we need X number of dollars, you know, to live and live our lifestyle. How are we going to do that? You know, Social Security is going to create this, you know, a, a certain amount of that. There's typically a gap there. We also have to ask the question, you know, I mean, are, are some of your, you know, is, is some of your spending going to be changed? You know, one of the biggest things that can kind of come into play is, is, you know, do you still have a house payment? You know, sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. But yet sometimes when the answer is yes, that might be going away relatively soon. Right. Or possibly it could be, you know, if you ended up rearranging you know, your you know your mortgage you know or possibly you know you know moving to a different house and either you know downsizing or upsizing there's a lot of pieces to that in terms of in terms of what the expenses are because expenses and income are kind of inter- intertwined and sometimes expenses you know are are ongoing and sometimes they're live for just a you know a few more years and there's you know all of that kind of comes into the overall planning yeah it's a big one and we got to make sure that we can 
you know, meet those income needs in retirement, because if we're not, we're in big trouble. That's where people get into a situation where they don't have that customization using a cookie cutter approach. All of a sudden they find themselves saying, Ooh, I've got to go back to work um, because they didn't plan that income need and that lifestyle need out fully. That's exactly right, Walter. And that's where it's really, really critical in terms of in terms of figuring out there's typically, you know, folks will, will have a foundation of Social Security, but then their lifestyle is something higher than that. And there's typically a gap there. And, you know, how are we going to fill that gap? And, you know, and, and that then that's critical in figuring out how to how to position your assets in such a way that they are able to do what you want them to do you know, versus just saving for retirement, right? It's just like you, you're, you're making a transition from accumulation to preservation and distribution and how to make, how to make it work and, and really kind of turning your savings into your own personalized pension plan, if you will. And that's, and that's critical. And, you know, it, it's, it, and everybody's situation is different. It's, it's not that one size fits all. And, and really, you know, different folks are going to be comfortable with different strategies and different financial products and so forth. But it's certainly something that's got to be addressed. All right. What about uh, risk? Because we all feel differently about risk. Thus, I would imagine that's going to be something that's customized from plan to plan. No doubt about it. You know, everybody's a little different there, right? And sometimes there's differences within the same household. <laughs> and that, that, that's probably not a big surprise to folks. But you got to have comfort with, you know, with, with where you are. And, and, and you know, and, and typically, you know, you, you've got to think in terms of, you know, are you, you know, if you're in retirement years or, or, or fast approaching the retirement years, you know, that, you know, you may need to be moderating where, where that is because it's, you know, you, you've got them again, moving into a place where your money is going to be now is now going to be providing income and stability and, you know, and, and predictability and, and, you know, the, the savings is now creating your income rather than your, your efforts and your job. And so you've got to take a look at that and say, you know, hey, or was was, you know, how I was thinking about risk, you know, pr- you know, previously, particularly in the markets, you know, you know, you know is that is that still is, is my thought of that, you know, right for where I am in life. But then there's other risks. Right. I mean, you, you have to kind of think in terms of, you know, and, and, and that's and sometimes they're outside of awareness. You know, like I say, you know, there's there's an awful lot of risk in terms of the possibility of future taxation, you know, particularly depending upon how much you've saved and how you've saved it, you know, long-term care risks. There's all kinds of things that are there and they all should be part of that because you have to, you have to, it, or it's, it's wise to at least address them, right? I mean, some folks are going to want to address some certain risks stronger than others. And they're going to, they're going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to maybe hedge a little bit here, but um, I'm going to moderate what I do over here, but I'm going to really protect against this risk. And so it's not just market risk and the tolerance of that. It's it's all of those things that come at you in the retirement years. And all of that needs to be, you know, really thought about, strategized and, and analyzed and, and really, you know, make sure that you're making the decisions that are serving you best and can serve you best. And it's, it's probably something, Walter, that you're going to keep you're going to come back from time to time and, you know, and make sure that it's, you know, that, that you're well aligned. I mean, there, there's times when you, you may still moderate that, you know, throughout the retirement years. You know, you, you may start off at a certain place and, you know, you, maybe you're early to mid 60s. And then by the time you get to, you know, your 70s or your know, mid 70s and, and beyond, you know, you might have different feelings about things. So it's not something that it's, you know, you think about it one time and it's over. It's something that is, you know, is an ongoing dynamic piece of the of your overall, you know, financial planning. All really important stuff, I know, and uh, we're only halfway through the list. So we've talked about planned retirement ages being different from person to person, needing customization there, lifestyle and income needs, and risk tolerance. 
How often do you get into our fourth point here, Glenn, when you talk with people and customize a plan, uh, going over their health history and maybe their family longevity expectations? Is that something that we can really rely on and try and customize as part of the plan these days? Well, I mean, Walter, I mean, you, you know, I mean, nobody has a crystal ball, right? You know, but at the same time, you can look at longevity and your and your own personal health history and so forth, you know, to help guide you a bit. But again, we, we typically want to plan for and act as if that you know, you're going to live a long time, right? Because, you know, it's it's, you know, everybody wants to try to get the most out of their, you know, out of their out of their resources that they save for retirement and live the lifestyle that they that they can really enjoy. But, you know, nobody wants to run out early. right? And so you're better off planning as if, you know, you're going to live a long time because sometimes, you know, you surprise yourself. You know, I mean, I've, I don't know how many you know, scenarios that you see out there where it's like folks say, oh, well, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I mean, nobody in my family lived, you know, past you know, X age, whatever, you know, pick a number, 70, 75. But yet, you know, at the same time, you know, they're, they're, they're fast approaching that and they're, they're really healthy and have no, you know, no real health issues. And so there's, there's, you know, you, you take it all with a grain of salt, but you really got to, you know, plan and, you know, and act like, you know, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be more there in almost every situation. And even if, you maybe you know think that you're going to pass away early and and you know and and your health is not so wonderful and and maybe maybe it maybe that does happen but maybe your spouse you know lives another 15 20 years beyond you i mean you you still have to think in terms of you know are are is everything in within the plan going to make sure that it takes care of you know of 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 your household and you know and the and the people you care about and your you know your you know your spouse all of that factors into that it's not just a one person you know question and you know an answer does that make sense Yep, it does make a lot of sense, and uh, that's why that's still part of the consideration, and uh, you explained it well, Glenn. All right, what about legacy and uh, the desire for leaving a financial legacy to the next generation? Not everybody feels the same about that. No, <laughs> no, they don't, and that, and that's okay, right? I mean, I have that conversation, you know, with with folks, you know, particularly when we, you know, when we're first starting off, and we're and we're and we're and we're beginning to, you know, to to you know understand each other and whatnot, and there, you know, I, as I tell folks, it's like, you know, I I get anything from, oh, we've got to make sure that we leave you know, this, this, and this to this particular person or to the kids or to the grandkids to on the other extreme, well, you know, you know, we're going to utilize everything that we have. And if there happens to be something left over, then, then that's okay. But we're not going to, we're not going to kill ourselves, so to speak, to make sure that that happens. And then there's everything in between. And the reality is, is that there's no right or wrong answer. The question is, is what's right or wrong for you? Right. And, you know, when what do you feel like and what do you want to try to accomplish and what are your goals around that? And so when you're when you're, you know, sitting down and, you know, customizing that and thinking about it, you know, you know, it, it's critical that that be addressed. And then the other piece that comes into play, Walter, a lot of times is, is that, you know, even if you have folks that are that are not too concerned about leaving a, you know, a, a you know, a financial legacy and leaving money to the kids or grandkids, you know, you, if you pose the question, well, if we use this strategy versus that strategy, you know, we could end up with a scenario where, you know, you, you know, if, if we do this, we could, you know, if there's if there's money left over, then more would go to the kids. Or if we do some, another strategy, you might end up, you know, having more taxes to pay that, that, that they end up having, you know, more taxes on whatever's left. You know, and given a choice, would you rather it go to the kids and, and do some planning, you know, early and, you know, and, and if as long as it's not affecting you and your lifestyle or, you know, do, do you not care and then have have, you know, end up with with more taxes in the end? And more often than not, folks say, well, given a choice, 
you know, I don't know. You know I, I certainly would want to leave it to the you know people I care about rather than, you know, having extra taxes to be paid. So it's it's not sometimes it comes into play as is that, OK, my priority is here. However, if, if I'm exposed to other strategies and, and ways of doing things that could end up maybe creating a legacy that I didn't think was possible, if we just if we just do some different planning. Well, certainly, I would rather reposition things in such a way that we can, you know, I can kind of have the best of both worlds, and and there can be a legacy that, that could be passed on that you know I didn't even really think about, or we didn't really think about. And one last thing that I'd like to say about um, legacy to Walter is, is that most people think of it in terms of what I was just describing for the like the next generation or generations. But you also have to kind of think in terms of it's like, you know, it's it's possible and, you know, and particularly in a married couple scenario where one spouse passes away, you know, unfortunately very early and the other spouse lives, a, you know, a really long time. And there's a certain legacy that comes into play with, you know, with with, you know, you and your and your spouse. Right. And so making sure that there's enough there and, you know, and, and how are we, you know, and how is that going to be? How is that going to be handled with the resources that are there? You know, particularly we I know we talk a lot about, you know, tax aware planning, but, you know, it's critically important to understand that in, in almost every case, you know, when you have a married couple, income will drop to some extent. If, if for no other reason, th there's a loss of one of the Social Security incomes. Right. Typically, if there's a if there's a pension, there may be there may be a reduction or an elimination of that. But at the same time, all the other all the other assets are still there. And the suddenly instead of instead of filing a joint tax return, now we're filing a single tax return. And so the you know, the tax brackets have got cut in half and the standard deduction got cut in half. And oftentimes we end up with a scenario where income went down, but taxes went up. And that that can really be, you know, uh, you know, just like, uh, oh, wow, I, I there was no way I could have ever really known that. And it says, well, yes, you really could. If you know, if you were if you were asking the right questions or you, you know, you were planning, you know, properly. And that's really critical to understand that. And that's also part of your financial legacy. That's a really important uh, piece of the conversation and uh, a lot of detail there, Glenn on that conversation about leaving a financial legacy and the different desires to do so. And because uh, it can make a big difference on the financial plan, whether that's part of it or not. And so it's just a really good thing to dive deep into with your financial advisor as you put together the plan. And as the topic of today's show is customize it. All right, last but not least, Glenn, um, this one's a little bit more nebulous, perhaps, but customization in the retirement plan also needs to take into account the feelings and emotions that you have connected to your money. I know that sounds sort of like, you know, pulling at the, the, the heartstrings a little bit or something like that. But, but what do we mean by making sure that your plan is customized to take into account your feelings about money? Well, Walter, I mean, it's a think about it like this, you know, I mean, if you were to go, if you were to go clothes shopping, let's say, right. And, you know, you, you know, there's going to be certain things that you like and certain things that you don't like. There's might be something that fits you better than, than 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 something else, but maybe you just don't like the way that it looks, and yet there's something that doesn't fit you quite as well, but you just like it better, right? And so you might end up choosing the other one that doesn't that's not necessarily the exact proper fit, so to speak, you know, in terms of you know the you know the you know what you would normally think of, just because that there's other there's other things in there. Again, you talked about the feelings, emotions. It's like you know, I, I, do you feel comfortable with it? I mean, you could end up buying that first, you know, that that first outfit, right? And if you get, you know, you see, you, you put it on, you take it home, and and but if you don't really like it, guess what? You're never going to wear it. 
And the same thing would hold true in terms of of a financial plan. It's just like it, you know, even if it quote unquote is the best thing and the most efficient way of to, to, to position all your dollars, if you just don't feel comfortable with it, you're probably going to end up, you know, you know, not following it, and then that could, you know, potentially create issues, right? So you want to kind of make sure that you, that we have that we find that balance, you know, between you know this extreme and that extreme, and it's just like you know if we factor in those emotions and feelings of how you of how you want to and you know and and, and take in the, the just the experience of what you want your money to do and how you want to live. As long as you know the plan is still sound, you're far more apt to you know to keep it in place and follow it if you like it, you know, and if you if you feel good about it. And that you know, like I say, I mean that that may sound kind of funny in terms of you know from somebody who's an advisor, but you know I've just seen I've seen too many situations where folks are you know they you know they they you know, they come in and they go you know well I've been thinking about it doing this way and it's but it's just like you know and I know this may, may you know it's it seems like it's probably the way to do it but I just don't feel comfortable with it and you know and so then we start having a conversation in terms of well let's dive into that you know maybe you know maybe you have some preconceived notions that maybe aren't necessarily entirely the case and maybe some of them are okay to think that way but if if, if you're not feeling all right about it Let's see if there's some alternative ways to think or how and maybe we can position, you know, certain number of assets to make you feel a little bit more comfortable and still not, you know, not get in the way of, of, of you having a sound financial plan. It really is, is critical that it's customized to you and that you are, you know, you are comfortable. If you're not comfortable, let's face it, you're not going to you're not going to follow it, whether it be, you know, clothing or, or a financial plan or, you know, whatever the case may be. You're just you're you've got it. You've got to feel good about it or else it's just it's it's not going to be a fit and you're not going to follow it. And then if you don't follow it, then you don't really have a plan, do you? You do not. And there you have it, the breakdown of six important elements that you need to work into your financial plan, the things that need to be customized or at least heavily considered to consider the fact that you've got a customized plan in place. So again, they are a planned retirement age. That's different for everybody. Lifestyle and income needs, risk tolerance, family longevity, maybe health history, and a desire for a financial legacy, whether that's there or not, or to what level. It's a kind of a sliding scale for some people. And those feelings and emotions connected to your money. If you're not taking into account those six things, at least you really don't have a customized plan in place. And part of that plan is likely cookie cutter or following more of a one-size-fits-all approach. Or maybe just you don't have a plan at all, which certainly is common as well. But got to get it customized, got to consider those things and more. And that's a good start to the conversation uh, with Glenn today. Uh, If you want to talk a little bit more about what it looks like to put together a customized plan, Glenn can walk you through that conversation. It can start over the phone very easily or come in for a one-in-one person meeting or uh, over Skype or whatever you're more comfortable with. 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Your number to call to get in touch with Glenn. Or you can go to roadmapfinancial.com. Look for the free consultation button at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule a time to meet from your smartphone or computer. Very easy to do so. Uh, just, again, go to roadmapfinancial.com and click free consultation. Glenn, thank you for the help on today's show. Uh, enjoy the conversation. We'll do it again next week. Fantastic, Walter. Take care now. New episodes every week. Join us right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast, available on all your favorite apps, and of course at RoadmapFinancial.com. We'll see you again soon.